This podcast was recorded in the iHeartRadio Lima Podcasting Center. This is Sell More Floors. Sell More Floors. Never lower your price. Always add value. And here's your hosts, Cameron Garver. Cameron Garver. And so I think you guys might have inadvertently killed somebody in the room. <laughs> Corey Henson. Corey Henson. I'm here to have a good time. And Cody Toland. Cody Toland. Buckeyes and Fudge. Easy Concrete Supply, your one-stop shop for all things decorative concrete. We make buying concrete supplies easy. Good morning or afternoon or whenever you're tuning in to us. This is Sell More Floors, Episode 9. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, How are you fellas doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Oh, I know you're doing good. You had some new trophies today. You got some hardware, son. I did. I, I loaded that shelf Two up. new trophies in the same day. Why yeah. don't you go ahead and tell us what these trophies are for that you received? Well, the new trophies I got, so each uh, $50,000 sales milestone that you hit, like 50, 100, 150, uh, you get a trophy. Uh, Within a month? Within one month, yes, yeah. that's a monthly sales trophy. And uh, Sir Mr. Henson was nice enough to buy me two trophies this month because I sold my previous best month was like 134000 I did 234000 the month of October. Got a couple trophies. I feel very accomplished, very grateful for, for, for all the help that you guys have given me and for all my customers and people that listen to this and everything like that. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah, you, you did, deserve it you for did real. Good, buddy, you did good. You uh, you have been here a year and a few months. Yes, yeah. and you you've done very well, very well. I love you. Uh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. I love you. <laughs> no, uh, that was definitely uh, that was good. Um, well, and definitely. shout out, we talked about him a few times. Taylor Gandy got his a hundred thousand yes. dollar trophy too. Yes, that's true. You yeah. guys got to go over and follow his uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Taylor Gandy at Easy Concrete Supply. He does a lot of, he, he does a lot, of, he specializes in floors, but he also does like craft resins, charcuterie boards, all sorts of uh, interesting things that he dabbles with. Paintings. So, oh, God, yeah, he's a, he's an artist. He's, he, he, he's blowing my mind, too, with, with his sales abilities. So. He's yeah. killing it. Our, it, team is, our team is doing well. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good, but... Um, you know, and the thing is that we, we make this podcast in whether you're selling products to a person that lays them or a person is selling jobs, there's very little differences, really. You're still doing the same sales process. And that's why we felt the need to make this podcast because A, we've sold floors before, but B, it's not very complicated when you get down to it. Cody's had a lot of success, Corey's had a lot of success. There's simple processes that you put into place that will elevate your performance. Uh, like Cody selling $234,000. Um, woo Yeah, and and he is the first openly gay uh, <laughs> Easy Concrete employee. So, <laughs> Wait, How did you find that out before, before me? <laughs> I didn't know. But no, it, it was it's that, good. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, but... What he's he, just a happy guy. Yeah, he's always. A, yeah, gay in the old timey sense, not like the gay like he likes boys, right? Oh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caleb, did you have some like 
Thanksgiving. I mean, we're not really quite into our questions yet because we do. I'm hungry. I don't even know if I want to talk about Thanksgiving. Dude. I'm hungry. Well, you're on Weight Watchers now. I'm on anything Watchers. <laughs> How'd you do at lunch today? I had Bro. four chicken tenders grilled. That's mm. it. Are you lying to me? No, swear to God. Okay. Dude, you're going to step on the scale. If you just stick to it for a week, you're going to lose like five pounds and you're going to be hooked. I already lost three pounds since I started. I don't even think that's possible, but it, that's what it says. Yeah, it is. It is possible. If you want to if you want to like increase that, just start drinking as much water as possible. Then it's really going to come off. Yeah. I ate three apples and I shit for four hours. It's a lot of fiber. That is a lot of fiber. <laughs> you want like my daughter. <laughs> Another, if you like canned green beans, I know you're not, uh, you're not a peasant like me, that's but true, you, you just warm a up a can of green beans. You just four, eat it right out of the can? Four, well, you warm it up in a microwave. We have This is the second episode in a row we've had green bean fucking Dude, conversations. For, you for, love green beans? Dude, I love green beans. Four, <laughs> four, whole can, there's like 14, 14 grams of fiber. 14 grams of protein. You just fucking really, yeah. Just why even? It. Why not just take the full can and put it right on the right on the oven? Um, that takes too much time. You put them in a bowl. Oh, it tastes better. Yeah, it's not the frontier, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to bake that metal can into the green yeah. beans. <laughs> I mean, I guess. you want to eat microwave waves? Yeah. Oh, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we, we got you know November comes the holidays, so we definitely um, we we have. I don't know. I mean, it, was, it seems like every day we wake up to the uh, sell more floors at Gmail or the page. We have a whole wide variety of questions and, and people saying that, you know, they've taken a lot from the podcast. We definitely appreciate uh, any of you guys out there that are, are taking anything from it or just like to hear us dick off for, you know, an hour. Um, but, yeah, we do have some questions that we have lined up and we can actually dig into. Caleb is going to bring them to us here just now. All right, what's up, guys? We'll start with the uh, actual business stuff questions here. So first question from Darren. Uh, he says, hey, guys, my name is Darren. Hey, Darren. I, I live in Florida, and I'm in the process of starting up an epoxy floor business. I'd like to focus mainly on garage floors starting out. I realize that marketing and advertising is a huge focus. My question is, at what point do you bite the bullet and buy all of your equipment versus rentals for your first few jobs? Do you guys recommend trying to schedule out a month or so in advance to see if you're going to be able to do the work first? Thanks. Uh, I got it. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so first off, <clears throat> this is my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. It all depends on, you know, how much money you have in the bank and how much, you know, if you're just starting, whatever. I would schedule out a week's worth of work, and then I would rent the equipment and make sure that if you're renting the equipment that you're, you know, you're using it every day, not taking it back and forth. So I would go, like, maybe prep a few floors, you know, that way you're efficient. And then after you make uh, some good money off of a few floors, save up some money. Don't use any of that profit other than to buy some equipment. And start off small, you know, 20-inch grinder or something like that, you know, if you can afford it. And a smaller vacuum. That's the way I would do it. And then build from there. Because if you rent over and over and over and over and over and drive there and back and back and forth and all that, you're just wasting money. I mean, most of those places, some are 200 bucks a day. Some, depends on the equipment, some are 400 Some are, like, you can rent a 30-inch propane, I think, for 750 bucks a day. And that's crazy. You can, you know, you can finance 
a 30-inch propane for probably 150 a month. So I'm just saying build it up, save as much money as you can, and then purchase some equipment. Yeah, I definitely, I guess on the email it didn't really specify where you're at in your journey per se. But I, I would, really just said they're starting, just it, starting, so I'm assuming it's, so it's like brand new. So what I'd recommend is obviously do your own garage first, attend a training, and just really get a feel to see if you like the work or if the work is satisfying to you or if you think it's something you can do. Because some people that I've had come to private trainings or our regular trainings, I'll talk to him and I'm like, man, this guy's just going to be a killer. He's going to sell a ton of floors and be crazy. Then he gets back and he realizes he doesn't even like doing it and that's it. And then I have other people that come to training who I'm like, there's no way in hell this guy's going to make it. He has no drive at all and he really isn't paying attention. And then he goes and he, you know, sells five floors a week and he kills it. So you really need to take a look in the mirror and realize whether or not that it's something that you actually enjoy. Do your garage. Do a couple of your family members' garage. Rent the equipment. Make them pay for the rental and the product. Make a little bit of money if you can. But you really should not rent equipment after that if you have the means to purchase because it is eating away at your profit. And it is a waste of money at that point, in my opinion. So the sooner you realize you want to do this and that you like to do this and you want to start a business and you have the ability to buy your own equipment, that's when you buy the equipment, in my opinion. Cody, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, you pretty much summed it up. Um, <laughs> I have a tendency of doing that. <laughs> I think, yeah, what you said, just to, I guess, piggyback off of what you said, uh, like the whole liking whether you want to do it is uh, is really important because it would suck just to blow, just spend a bunch of money on equipment and not even like the work. Dude, I've had so many people that are just like, like they'll call in and be like, hey, man, I want like a setup. Like I want a I want a twenty seven inch grinder I want two vacuum this or that and I sell it to them and then I see a week later on the marketplace yeah. that they're for sale like they didn't they didn't like it or something and I'm yeah like, like what happened like exactly dude and they're oh, like, it's not for me yeah so find out do your due diligence before you shell out the cash to make sure it's even right for you because it's definitely no shame in that it's not right for everybody. People need to work at McDonald's too. Totally understand that. That's perfectly fine. But make sure that you know you like doing it before you spend out some money. Because this shit's expensive, man. The equipment's expensive. And, and if you don't have jobs lined up, you're not going to recoup that investment you know, immediately, which that's the goal is to get that investment paid off and then start making cash. Also, you need to think about, you know, you're actually running a business. You're not just going to a job. Just because you're running your own business, you still set your alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning. You get up every day, even if you don't have a job on the books. This is your business. This is your job. You know, you can't be lazy. If you don't have a job, you know, on the books, go find one. Yeah. Or I mean, make yourself better in some way. Discipline, for sure. Discipline. Yeah, I was going to say, if if you are going to start a business, um, like dedicate, you're not going to have a full calendar right away. Even if you do run ads and stuff, you might have like one or two people. So dedicate time. It's still a working day if you're making calls or prospect, making calls in a sales career. It's called prospecting, making calls, stopping in businesses, finding people who may or should be interested in your service. 
Um, that's uh, you may not make any money that day, but you're, you're planting seeds that you're going to follow up with and sow later. That's going to end up blossoming your business. Oh yeah, I mean, the thing is, most guys out in the field they think that if they have an edge grinder in their hands and they're grinding the concrete and doing a floor, that's work. No, that's like. 10% of the business. The other 90% is going to consist of you out there knocking on doors, you out there going out and doing estimates, because that's what's going to go ahead and keep your pipeline full. That's going to go ahead and skyrocket your revenue and all the money that you're making. So don't get it twisted. When you're out there doing the actual floor, that's a small portion of the job. If you do not, if you lack the skills and discipline to actually keep those jobs coming and on the books, you need to not get into it. Because if you're not able to do that, your business is going to be short-lived and you're not going to make enough money. So you have to make sure that you really dedicate enough days and times. I mean, you see people on um, epoxy gods and all that. Like, hey, what are you guys doing today? How many guys do you see on there? Estimate day. Yeah. Estimate day. Estimate day. It's because they're out there doing estimates. Or they send a picture of them drinking a beer with a joint. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is cool. I it's like 2 o'clock, man. But, yeah, I saw a... I Jealous. Saw, <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw in a, an interesting. It was like a meme or a picture from some of the person I, from somebody I follow, and it said it was just a, a picture. It said if, if opportunity doesn't come knocking, build a damn door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if like I said, if if you start a business and you don't have any work lined up, like you really evaluate build your a day. door. Yeah, uh, evaluate your days. Like, what are you doing to gain business? Are you sitting at home wishing, so, waiting for somebody to call you? Or are you going out and finding people? And that's, that's which, most. Which I mean, that's the job. It's not just doing floors. The job is being a professional, being great at following, like the posts that Cody does, like the like following up, the sales acumen. That is, in my opinion, marketing and sales are are the lifeblood that drives a business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You said one time, Corey, um, that uh, you knew uh, once you started your business that you were going to phase yourself out of it and just like just sell jobs and be an owner operator, not an installer. And if you're somebody that is starting a business, you're going to have to get into that role if you wanted to build it. I mean, if you just want to do like three floors a week and you have a few buddies that, that help you and stuff, that's fine. But if you want to build a big, successful business, you're going to have to be the person to grow it and scale it. And you're not going to just be an installer. Yeah. One of the things I know we're kind of going further and further on this, but, um, you know, every day what I work on is usually a year, a year from now. Does that make any sense? Like it does. Yeah. I'm working on the future pretty much. That's all I do. And then whenever we talk, we, we discuss about the time now, you know, but I'm usually in the background thinking, what am I going to be doing next year? Yeah. What do we need to be doing to be bigger? What I think Corey's referring to is the 90 day rule, which is you will reap the benefits, um, from the work that you do today, 90 days from now. And if you get in that mindset that, you're not always going to close the job on the first call. You're not always going to. But the more jobs that you go out and quote, more likely these people are going to call you. And then you'll find yourself in 90 days, 60 days, you finally get 15 people that you did estimates for that couldn't quite close that call. And they finally want to pull the trigger on the job. So never think of it as if you're not closing jobs on that day, you're not doing a good job. Because you are. You just haven't reaped the benefits yet. If you're having a slump, it's because 90 days before that, you didn't hustle hard enough and you didn't open up enough opportunities. 
Yeah, I, I can remember just in before this job, like when I was selling insurance, I started off with Aflac, and I would just walk into Aflac. Yeah, I would. I, I was just going to do that. I I, I, uh, I would just walk into a hundred businesses a day, and I didn't, I hated the I hate those Aflac people. Man. Yeah, I I know the DSC pretty well. He's the guy that hired me, and I they, they I would, said I was starting here. He's like, yeah, you should you should like uh, convince him to open up some policies. And I was like, ah. I, I kicked those guys out like 15 times. They yeah. would come in. I'm like, who are you with? Affleck, get the fuck out. Yeah, they, yeah they're not great salespeople. <laughs> they, just, they just throw you out there. And I was well, one of those the one time I went through the whole spiel, uh-huh. and nobody wanted it. Right. So I'm like, okay, you just wasted my time. And then they came in, and they were talking to my employees during the hours that I pay them. So they're wasting more of my yeah. money. There, it's a it's a weird game at Aflac. They just they get you certified in in, in <clears throat> life and health insurance, and then they just throw you out there. And you just most people don't do anything, but if you do do something, you just walk into businesses and you try to drum up business. But uh, there's yeah, like I didn't like those people. Yeah, I would just wa- walk into a hundred businesses a week, and there was like a whole month I didn't get paid. I didn't do anything. I was just walking into businesses, paying for gas and losing money. And then, like the f- month later, I made like thirteen grand that month because I just oh, I set up like three wow. or something. But then again, after that, uh, so you screwed thirteen thousand dollars out of people. <laughs> they're good policies. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. I would have some if I had kids, but <laughs> really, yeah. Well, so what, did we adequately answer that question? The, yeah, we okay. went above and beyond. Yeah, that we kind of did. Hey, that's what we do. We like Aaron that. is definitely satisfied with that. that oh, oh, <laughs> satisfied. Go ahead. And on to the next question. <laughs> what the hell? Anyways, uh, <laughs> John in Michigan. Hey, did you know it's getting cold out? Hey, John. John What's says, up, John? John says, with winter quickly approaching, what are some ways to keep busy slash find jobs during the winter months? Buy a snowmobile. Yep. That's what I would do if I lived in, up in Michigan, like what? way up. Did it say where he was from or just Michigan? So. Oh, you're being stuff? serious about a snowmobile? You would do that? Uh, yeah. That's badass. I used to have snowmobiles. Not surprised. You have it all. We get it, Corey. Dude, no. Dude, I, I got a Honda Pilot. <laughs> Suck it. When I was like 14, I bought a old used, it was a Kawasaki 440 Invader. Yeah, for 50 grand. It was no. Uh, oh, I think wow. I paid like 600 bucks for it. And all my buddies had snowmobiles. And, dude, that was just, that was the best time ever, man. You Snowmobile at nighttime. And that's when we used to have snow. We don't have snow anymore, but we had global warming. Yeah. We're gonna fix that. Yep. Just keep fixing it because my Tesla stocks keeps going up. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> yeah but anyways, uh, back to the yeah. Yeah. So back to the question, Corey. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Man, there's so many things you can do to make money in this business in the winter that you don't even need to step outside or do anything outside. Michigan is known to have tons and tons and tons of manufacturing. I would go spend every day walking around, introducing myself to any type of facility that 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 makes anything. You know, uh, I mean, there's concrete inside 
everywhere, you know. Fix saw cuts. Fix control joints. Fill them. <coughs> repair them. Coat them. I mean, you could do epoxy indoors. You could, I mean, gosh, there's so the, many things you can do. Michigan has a bunch of basements, I'm sure. I mean, we do in Ohio. Yeah, I think I know they there's have states, basements. Yeah. I know there's states that don't. I'm sure Michigan does have them. You could, uh, if people are okay with it, just push off all your basement jobs to the quarter months. Like, as long as you I always advertised schedule. it that way. That's what I would do is, it's like right now, it'd be all advertising for basements, 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 basements. You know, save uh, $350 to have your basement scheduled for December, November, whatever. Well, if you and, think uh, about it, there's multiple different systems that you could do in a basement. I mean, yeah. you know, there's products out there that like, uh, like our elastic or like a waterproofing type system. You could advertise as like a waterproofing membrane for people's basements. You could do a flake floor. You could do You could spray floor. down NCP in a hopper and do a knockdown on the floor. You could do literally I mean, you could, anything. Yes. You could buy a snowplow. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> you, do that. you already have a truck to install it. the epoxy. Yeah, fuck no. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's, that could. Uh, that could I used to have. Yeah, I used to have a snowplow business. True. Yeah. Also, the the you did say in previous episodes that some people actually have a wall that they put up against the garage and they heat the garage so they can continue to work through the winter months as well. Yeah, you can you can open the you know the door and then put that wall in. But what we used to do is just take like the Eden Pure heaters hang them from the garage door and leave the garage door down. So you only coat, you don't coat the outside lip. Hmm. You can always say, we'll come back in the summertime and <coughs> coat the lip, but you can usually sell that as like when your garage floor or your garage door is down, do you want to see a blue epoxy lip outside or just concrete like your driveway? And then, I mean, you could just I mean, tell them whatever you wanted. I think yeah. there, there's so many different things you can do. It just get good at different things. Like, uh, don't just be a garage guy if you're if you don't want to spend the money on the heaters and stuff like that. And do metallics or basements. Get comfortable going in people's houses. I know I do have some customers that don't like to go in their customers' homes. Is do everything else. Yeah, it's weird. They just strictly do exterior garages. Um, but so like, get comfortable going in people's homes. Um, get good at metallics and do countertops. Uh, it, it just yeah, it, countertops. You can do something like just stain the floor. Shit, you can move to Florida if you really want during the winter <laughs> and have have another branch in Florida. I mean, there's so many different things you can. Oh, do. Oh man, it, it's yeah. I like the snowplowing thing though. Like yeah. you could if if you do have a truck that you normally yeah you, you know pull your trailer with and it's four by four. Get a blade. Yeah. Yep. So that would be our suggestions for you in the winter. It shouldn't be short of business. Just make sure you put your efforts in the right flooring types um, that way. Call factories. Walk in there. They're, they'll give you business year-round. All right. There you go, John. All right. Next up, Max in Missouri. Hey, Max. Max says, hey, guys, love the show. We love you too, Max. Love you. Love you. <laughs> and look like oh, <laughs> Uh, I recently just started a flooring company, but I'm having issues finding good workers. Are there any certain qualities or traits you look for in an employee when hiring? I'll tell you a trick. Get a virtual assistant. <laughs> I'm kidding. Watch how they walk. Yeah. That is, so far, I've hired for a lot of sales reps and stuff like that, but there's one thing across all jobs i've ever seen when i've worked in factories or whatever 
is if people who walk with a purpose, who have a decent posture, and they actually have a sense of urgency, if they're lethargic with how they walk, if they are just, they, uh, they give off a body language of laziness and arrogance, don't ever hire those people. Save yourself the money. But if you say, hey, can you run out to my truck real quick during the interview? Just watch how they get up and go out the door. Just do something like that just to see if they have any urgency. That, That's why you made me do that? Yes, oh. and other things. <laughs> you, you know Dude, that makes a good point because yeah. remember like two applicants ago or after we hired them, we're like, uh, yeah, we, we oh, know. shit. <laughs> well, that's what I learned, man. And I'm telling you, I mean, obviously we'll dig in. That's a like, true. That is so true. Like, now that you're saying that. That's just an observation that I've made, and it's held true. I mean, Cody's the only one because this motherfucker moves like a sloth. So, like, <laughs> knowing what I know now. He, he drops his know. phone 14 times in, like, a foot. Well, yeah. think about it like this, all right? Think about it like this, dude. Taylor, for instance, right? Yeah. You'll see Taylor jogging out of his office to go back yeah. to the warehouse to he check. Runs. Shipping, something. Something with shipping or jogging to my office or something. Yeah. That's just like, that is, to me, Yeah, it's, uh, they have some sort of tenacity. They have uh, a sense of urgency. stealthy. You notice that? Like, all of a sudden, he's in my office, right? And then. (laughs) I have to minimize Pornhub real quick. I'm like, Jesus, Cody. Austin. Austin, I can hear him coming a mile away. Oh, yeah. Because he wears those giant work boots, man. And he, like, you can hear him get out of his desk, and he's like, hey, oh, yeah. got a quick question. But but that is somebody that's hired Which somebody. I love. I hired some for the role that I'm currently at with Easy Concrete. I've been hiring people for a little bit over a year, and I've had a couple of different positions where I've actually interviewed and hired people. That's one tip that definitely, to me, is as a very high success rate where I could tell how successful you're going to be judging by how you go from point A to point B. If your shoulders are down, you're slumping, you're walking slowly, and you just look like a big old ball of shit, you're probably not going to be a go-getter. Like you need an installer to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, From the people that I've talked to that have hired people, I've never hired anybody. They look for like – like it's a plus if they were a high school or a college athlete. Normally, if you're a college athlete, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, like a high school athlete because they're going through like it, just as they grew up and went through those those structure. Years, yeah, they had structure. They had they were forced to better themselves. If they weren't bettering themselves, they weren't gonna amount to anything or ever start or anything like that. So like if you're I don't know I played football. If you play football you're constantly getting bitched at and a lot of little things are harped on that you always have to self-reflect and then get better at. And that's just a trait that breeds good employees. When I was in the rental business and somebody would come look at the house, you could usually tell by their car. If there was three hubcaps or, you know, missing or like the bumper was ripped off or whatnot, you can usually tell that they might not take care of their property, you know, very well because it's, I mean, that's their car. It's, I mean, think about it. I, I, I spend half, I feel like I spend half the day in my car, but you know, a lot of people that are in the sales, I mean, they're in their car a lot, but. But the thing is you, you want upbeat personalities 
who are not afraid to learn something new and uh, are just going to be punctual and arrive on time. I like what Cody said about the athletes because it, it, doing the floor, you, it's it seems like a cliche and a little bit corny with the whole team mentality. But if you think about it, everyone on the floor is actually relying on the person, similar to what a team does, to execute their job in an efficient and effective way so they can then execute their portion of the floor. Yeah. And it has to be one uh, perfect uh, sync-up yeah, of employees. That is a team. What state were they from? Uh, Missouri, I think I said. Uh, is there a lot of farms in Missouri? Cause that, oh, yeah. Farm kids are, like, yeah, really Missouri. good. I, I used to hire a lot of farm kids. Like me? <laughs> no. I, yeah, and I think that it's just, like, a huge something very important when you're hiring somebody especially if you're a small flooring company and you have like five employees like that person's going to wear your shirt they're probably going to drive yep. a car that has your company on it like it is major so i wouldn't just take like hey my friend said this guy will be oh, yeah. good i feel like that sinks a lot of people but yeah it, it's a huge thing about who you're hiring to wear your company yeah no that's and to find employees i i think you know, back then I would just ask around uh, family members, really, like, hey, do you know anybody that needs needs a job, stuff like that. So you had some tie to them. Um, towards the end, I was hiring a lot of uh, painters and drywallers because, I mean, you ever done drywall? It sucks. Yeah. I've done it once. I, and it's an art. It really is an art. A good drywaller makes a really good flooring guy because they know that how smooth the finish needs to be for the painter to come in. So that that's drywallers, painters. This suggestion's going to sound kind of weird at first. I'm well aware of it, but it's something that's been um, it's been uh, picking up in factories and different jobs where the tasks that you have your employees do are not very hard. Uh, it's they're, they're very repetitive, but like, um, so like like autistic people, like a uh, high functioning autism. They may not have the best uh, like people skills or anything like that, but if they if you, they get. No, I get it. Yeah, no, my mom like specializes in this, so yeah, like they, they will count. be they will become the very best mixer that you can get, or the very best squeegee person. Like they just they just will. They, they just right. it's, it's what they live and do once you once they get assigned a task yeah i'm not touching that one but yeah i would agree with you actually no it, they're, they're, I, I guess i'm speaking in generalities at this point but yeah you want somebody who's going to have a, a good attention to detail yeah. and that is something that i mean look at alex people... look at alex our shipping manager <laughs> did you hear me we have a shit of what <laughs> look at Adam, our shipping guy, listens to that. He's gonna, Alex, he's gonna lose it. <laughs> I said Alex. Now, the thing is, though, like, like I don't know. I guess I'm speaking generalities. I am in no way, shape, or form uh, the type of professional person that knows anything about people who. I'm are just messing with you, Alex. <laughs> kind of, but no, they are um, generally speaking more attentive to detail. Yeah. They are punctual yeah. and they're tidy, and that's. Something that could be used on floors because how really many times they just give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which maybe <laughs> they're know? the ones that are just like better than regular people because regular people kind of fucking suck right now, dude. It's hard to find people. It like, is. oh, I'm supposed to put in two parts, eh? 
fuck? You know? <laughs> so, like... Yeah. One, two? Yeah. Huh. But no, like, as but yeah, a... Yeah, hire if, autistic people. If you, have a, if you have a company, you can go to a local high school and just, like, ask, because they have... You know, they have high school kids. They have separate rooms of when they graduate, they can, uh, they can, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but no, uh, you can. <laughs> the, you All can right. On to the next question. <laughs> My God. Jesus Christ. Just when we're getting big. That's oh, we went down the wrong lane <laughs> and we kept taking every exit. I, uh, uh, but I do, I do see your point. Yeah. I do. I, I, I think that, I think that. Maybe not necessarily the 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 medical term, but like people that may strike you as off kilter or not like just a super outgoing type person, but more like introverted, but a you know neat, tidy, that type of trait, right? No, I'm talking high functioning autists. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be mean. They're good employees. Okay. <laughs> yes, I understand. I did hire you, so that's yes. true. Yeah, and it's not like these these companies are going to have fucking Harvard graduates coming in to apply for them. You're going to have to kind of sort through sort the through the mud yeah. with your with yeah. the guys that want to work for you. That's just kind of unless you're paying really is. good, which most people out there aren't right now. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna get back on the uh, highway here. We're gonna go off topic. Buckeyes and fudge. Buckeyes and fudge. <laughs> Cody dug that hole and he just fucking kept digging. I even threw him a <laughs> he's, he's, he's not. He's still wanting to he make threw a you. He threw him a bone. I did. He was like, no, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, no. So okay, it's something. Everybody's and another laughing. thing. <laughs> no, everybody's laughing, but like it's seriously, that's, it's like it's literally my mom's job. So I know a little yeah. bit about it. Right. Like I get it. What's your mom's job title? She's a transition coordinator, transitioning, learning to, people with learning disabilities well, and autism. Transition means a little something else. <laughs> learning disabilities and autism into the workforce. Yeah. And and like a easy medial. Uh, I get not not easier, medium, but like repetitive tasks. A factory. So what happened like when I was looking for packaging people? I mean, you never even I mentioned that. I no, didn't. we hired my I, father-in-law. And said, <laughs> very much not. I didn't. I, I guess I. That's my bad. <laughs> she worked for. <laughs> all right, Caleb. We do have a Thanksgiving-themed question because we are all going to be stuffing our face, Cody, more than others. Uh, I fucking love. Bro, cans of green beans. <laughs> do green bean casserole? Oh, I do like that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. this uh, this one's written in by me. What is your hey, favorite Dad. thing to eat on Thanksgiving? Uh, me. Anybody. Everything, but like stuffing primarily uh, mm. for the main course. Dessert. Buckeyes like and fudge. Dessert is a whole nother. I eat a lot. I do. Dude, I eat a lot of Buckeyes at Thanksgiving. Oh, dude, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, you're not this year. I know. This is going to suck. No, you can make that your cheat day. Nope, not doing it. No, you oh. no. You have to eat a shitload <clears throat> on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you no. have to have a you're cheat day. It's, it's the American way. Well, nope, nope. I'm just going to have vodka and turkey. <sighs> yeah, I don't Gotta know. Got to throw ham in there. Too. I, I like <laughs> stuffing. Um, yes. And then, dude, my grandpa makes a French silk chocolate pie for dessert. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. French oak pie is pretty good. Is pretty good. Big fan of that, Corey. What do you like? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, dude. Oh, but pumpkin rolls. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Pumpkin pie is 
sweet potato pie? Anybody ever had sweet potato pie? Uh, yeah. You like, shut the it's a little bit better than pumpkin. <laughs> Did they have the crust on there? Oh, yeah. My dad used to make the, it uh, sweet potato souffle yeah. or whatever. Ooh. Oh, like a casserole? Something. Yeah. Dude, Something. I, I like sweet potato pie. I like stuffing. Um, like I like ham more than yeah. turkey. I, yeah. I, yeah. I like the stuffing, too. Yeah. Stuffing's <laughs> great. Uh, stuffing, I love it. My wife's... Um, well, my mother-in-law, okay? She makes these, like, little cups of, like, uh, sausage, spicy. It's like an appetizer. That sounds really good. She takes these little flatbread things, puts it in, like, a, a cupcake pan. Yeah. And then slaps this shit in there. <clears throat> it's amazing. That sounds pretty good. I don't even know what the, what they call it, but every, every Thanksgiving she makes it. I eat too many of them, and I get indigestion. That sounds awesome. <laughs> also, <laughs> brings up a good point. Corey did start Weight Watchers a couple days ago. You so brought it up all, twice already. I know, because <laughs> all of you guys need to start making fun of Corey if he falters from his diet. That's oh, the yeah. only way he's going to stick to it. I text you. During um, lunch, during dinner, yeah, and I say you better be eating fucking healthy. Yeah, I can't like if you falter, I can't say. I started Weight Watchers like six months ago, and I did it for three months, and I just I stopped doing it. So you suck. I, if I did make fun of you, I'd be like <clears throat> pot calling the kettle black right there. Yeah. I can't. Uh, My goal is two hundred pounds in, at the World of Concrete. Ooh, hold him to it, folks. You're gonna see Corey looking like a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Corey Hilton. Coming in hot. Hot. All right, well, does that uh, answer Anything else? On, that's all. Like, I mean, I hey, could talk about Thanksgiving Cam, for a like long you time. You just said cake or pie. What else? That's uh, it? You said stuffing and pie. Stuffing. I like, you like stuffing, stuffing pie? in my pie. How many, how many <laughs> times do you go back for food? Uh, Prior to this last year, I would have made food. Three to four trips, but probably I only limit myself to one go back. Oh, dude, yeah. I go I go back like three times, and then I go back twice for dessert. I I go all out. In that I just place. know myself, and getting older, I just know that my my self control is just shit. So if I could sit down and I'll eat Thanksgiving, I'll go back for a hundred trips. Yeah, I don't care. I don't stop eating when I'm full. I stop eating when I hate myself. That's usually how it is. That's when I stop, and then I take like a quick <laughs> break, and then I eat like four pieces of pie. Do you throw up in between or? No, some no, I don't. I don't throw up. Yeah. You should. No, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. no we uh, you know, the one got... thing I hate. I'm sorry. One no, thing no, no, I no. hate about Thanksgiving though, and is all the traveling to oh, different we families. We were just talking about that on the way. It's here. like yeah. I mean, I love all of you if you listen. Okay, but well, I have <laughs> like yeah. I have to go to like three. Sometimes even more. I'm like, no. So my family plans out really good. We'll do like, so we're going to do, for my, like, for one side of my family, we'll do like a combined Thanksgiving, Christmas, and December. But then actual Thanksgiving, we we'll do one side, and then like the set, the day after, I do it with like Cheyenne's side of the family. It's so like close family, lar- uh, uh, the whole family, family, and then back and forth. I mean, I'm thankful that we have a lot of family, but... <clears throat> Yeah, like, how's it like coming from a successful family of non-divorce people, Cody? You white oh. privileged non-divorce family boy. Yeah. So you have you have one. <laughs> I mean, that's such a weird concept. One for each. And I that's have it. Three or four. So I do like. Oh, two. now he's making up shit. No, I do. Yeah, you're a liar. I do one each for both my parents' parents, like both sets of my grandparents, and then uh, one or 
Yeah, one for Cheyenne's family, and then the other one's normally the same day in a different state, so I don't... Why can't we all just meet at Golden Corral at 1 o'clock? Fuck Golden Corral. <laughs> oh, no, Golden like, Corral all the families, everybody Golden just meets at Golden Corral at 1 o'clock. <clears throat> We're all done by 2. Golden Corral tastes like shit, though. And then you have... You oh, have you like, get one good commission check, and now you're too there good for Golden Corral. There goes our class shit. Fuck off. It's two trophies. The last time I went to Golden Corral, I swear, there was somebody... All you can eat prime rib? The, the prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was somebody, they had to have been like 450 pounds, and the amount of food that person ate grossed me out. You're going to be there in two years! I am, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. <laughs> all right, well, whatever you say. Uh, but no, yeah, so... It, that's yeah. That's how it is. I think those are good Thanksgiving foods. I do not enjoy Thanksgiving because I do not like traveling at all. I don't even like leaving my neighborhood. That's how big of a shut-in I am. I'm I'm getting to that point, bro. Okay, so like, um, can we just have Thanksgiving dinner in our house? That's what I always tell my wife. Like, yeah, I don't want to go. Anywhere. But then your wife's probably like, "Fuck!" I, then I'm gonna have to set most of it yeah, up. Yeah, right. A big thing. Oh, you want 25 people here, dude? Well, I hate having people at my house. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like the few times we've gone over to your, I hate having people. Oh, dude, being a host is horrible. It's not fun, especially I, if you're as boring as I am. Like, hey, you guys, go check out my uh, bookshelf. Dude, I don't have a dishwasher. That means I have to do all the fucking yeah. dishes. Uh, that's uh, why you get married. Hello, how poor he really is. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. It's, uh, I, I don't like it. I'm no, not a big I, fan. dude. Okay, so here's the story. Look, quick, very quick story. Yesterday. My wife is like, hey, did you see Uncle so-and-so invited us to Thanksgiving via Facebook invite? I was like, no, I didn't. I looked. Her uncle is the nicest guy in the world, very rich, like has a beautiful home and puts on the best Thanksgiving dinner. And it's just in Dayton from us. It's like an hour. And I was like, damn it. I don't want to go. B- block him. No, block my, my wife's like, we're going. Shuddy responded. God damn it. But no, he's amazing. The family's amazing. It's nothing to do with that. But I hate traveling so no, much. No, I get it. That I just can't even do that. I I, I don't know. Uh, there's something wrong with me. But whatever. I don't care. I just want to live in my basement. Yeah, I told you. My parents live behind me, and we literally just walk back there <laughs> at, like, <laughs> 1. Oh, that'd be perfect. Fucking eat, start pounding alcohol, and watch football all day. Oh, it God. is my favorite so holiday. So do you live in a camper behind your parents' house? Is that no, my uh, – we – I'll live on my grandparents' old farm, and they build a log cabin in the woods. Oh. So it's a nice little trail for the, the nice. girls to run yeah, back dude. to. Yeah, dude. The log cabin's sick. It's I, legit. It makes me do you have super a snowmobile? poor with my house. Do you have a snowmobile? I don't, but you do. I was going to say, no, I don't. Oh. Not anymore. <clears throat> I was going to say, maybe you could just ride the snowmobile to the well, cabin. There you go. Can we you have buy, a golf can you cart. you buy us a couple? Yeah, Dad. I can't we'll afford snowmobiles right now. They're like fourteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Well, you just sold a Can Am for an amount of money that would definitely cover a couple snowmobiles. Yeah, you got to buy me. <laughs> Do you think that thing made it all the way to where it was going, <laughs> dude? That was that. That was the sketchiest. Like, if you're gonna go buy a machine that costs that much, why would you bring a trailer you just bought from Walmart? Yeah, I would not purchase anything for more than twenty grand uh, off of Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> the IRS is listening. I'm gonna get you, Corey, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'll just get you some ramps, and you can just drive it up sideways <laughs> onto the side. And he's like, you think it will fit? I'm like, kind of too late. Was like, let's try it, and I go pay me first. Yeah, and then Corey says, hey, let's go in and get this money over with real quick before we do that. <laughs> oh my. 
All right, that does it for the questions today, folks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, hear a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to go ahead and hit you with the just the tab of the week. Wolfpack Equipment, your premier lineup of concrete preparation and dust extraction equipment. Join the pack today and kill the competition. Just the tip of the week okay guys just the tip of the week i'm going to talk a little bit about uh, (laughs) 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 um like growing your business through referrals um basically going back to people that have already spent money with you um and uh getting warm connections with people that now when you say warm connections can you expand on that because you got to keep in mind okay people So, like, the difference between cold calls. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, in sales terms, like, a cold call is when you you don't know the person. Uh, you never talk to them. You may not even know their name. It's just it's just a random phone call. Some people will call it spam. It, it's not. Um, but it's just a, a phone call where you're trying to garner up uh, – business. Uh, a warm connection is where you get an introduction or you might actually know the person or you know they're interested. You can get warm warm, uh, warm introductions from uh, like uh, one that we'll talk about today, people that are uh, that have already spent money with you introducing you to somebody that they may know who may also want your service. Um, uh, you can also get them from people that have commented or uh Played or, yeah, commented on some of your advertisements and different things like that. Basically, you already know that they're interested, so the conversation is not as awkward. Um, but you can go back to a lot of the people. So if you run an effective business, you are going to, uh, you know, communicate with your client well. You're going to, you know, do all the right things and make the buying experience for your customer good. And then you're going to deliver an amazing product and they're going to love their floor. Uh, who wouldn't refer business to you? So, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, perfect example, like I think we talked about the other day, mm-hmm. was you just got done with the floor, your customer's happy, and you would hand them over like five pre-printed, already like like a gift certificate yeah. that was a referral, and it said, you know, on there it says, you know, pass this out to your friends, and then when I receive that, I will send you a $100 Amazon gift card or you know, a red lobster or whatever. And that's a warm, or what do you say, a warm lead? Yeah, it'd be a warm lead. So basically, uh, to effectively get more referrals, one, you want to incentivize people to send you business. Um, So like, exactly like what Corey said, uh, hand out like a little card or whatever. If if somebody gives that to somebody um, and they become a customer of yours, whoever gave them that, uh, re- would receive a fifty hundred dollar yeah. Visa, Amazon gift card, whatever from you. So they're going to they're going to fight to give you business. Whose customer put the QR code in the floor? That's Cam's. Yes. So all right. So this customer put is putting QR codes in the the clear coat. So if somebody walks in and they go, "Where'd you get that floor done?" He can just say, "Oh, take your phone over there and put it over the QR code." And it goes right to their Facebook or website. That's freaking genius. It takes it right to their website where they can then fill out an estimate form. Yeah. That's 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 pretty sweet. Yeah, I wish I would have thought about really that. Awesome. Yeah, so like people will come and be like, Oh, I like that 
oh, 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 and then you're like, oh, dope. Go take a picture. So yeah. take a picture. Boom. Fill out your information. Boom. He'll give you a call within 24 hours. Guarantee. And handing out those certificates or whatever referrals, I mean, somebody's going to spend $3,000 on a garage floor. You know they're going to tell their friends, their family. They're like, check out the floor. You know, I guarantee everybody does that. And then they're just standing around looking at a floor. Yeah. You know, so they can pass those out. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, I guess my advice would be, one, you're not going to get referrals if you don't ask. So, one, when you're done with True. the floor, if you're, when you're done with the floor, ask, hey, is there anybody that you know that would benefit from my service? They're probably going to say no, or I'll have to think about it, uh, which is fine. They're like, okay, cool. I have these cards. I'll give you three of them. If these people become customers, I'll give you, you know, a, a gift card or whatever. Um, and then all follow up after the floor is done, give them a call and tell them that you're going to do this. Give them a call like in a month. Hey, you know, did you, did you, how's the floor going for you? Awesome. Glad to hear it's going well. Again, have you thought of anybody that may, and it's best after a holiday. If you call after a holiday where somebody might have a get together at their house, um, a lot of people are going to be talking about that floor and they're going to probably give you names. Uh, once you get names, fight for phone numbers too. It's a good um, tip. Yeah, fight for phone numbers too. Uh, again, people are always a little awkward in in uh, in getting in giving out other people's information. So do it the right way. Um, understand about it. Understand why the other person may be feeling a little bit of hesitancy to give you a phone number and stuff like that. But again, you're delivering an exceptional product and exceptional service. You're people are going to want to give you business. You always see on Facebook where they take a picture of the customer holding the sign that says, I love my floor. Yeah. Right. So then you ask that customer, can I tag you in this post? So that's going to hit every one of their friends that you normally wouldn't. Yeah. So that's free marketing right there. Just by asking if you could take a picture of them and tag them in the post. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, yeah, that's great. Um, referrals can, you know, we have a lot of people on here on the show, and then they, they just jump in, they say word of mouth, but they didn't get to word of mouth within the first year of business. They had to do good work for a lot of people and then earn the right to get that word of mouth uh, repeat and referral. But essentially, that's going to make it easier for you guys to grow your businesses through the times when Perhaps people aren't spending money. It'll make you recession-proof because you build up such a good power base that a lot of people know you and they're going to refer any work to you that they could possibly get. So the more people that know you, know your company, know your work, the better off you are going to be. Yes. Agreed. And again, ask. Ask. Ask on every step of your process. Doing your estimate, ask. Uh, you may not close them, but you may get a name from we them. we got some stuff uh, in the works right now to help our well, our uh, listeners, right? I actually was oh, going to yeah, do. <coughs> I was actually going to lead into that. Um, we are actually currently developing um, a journal for you guys. This journal is going to be something. Well, this is actually kind of Cody's brainchild. Cody's been behind the whole process yes. developing it. Cody, Great idea. Would you please mind sharing with us what this is going to entail and how it could help? Not us real, like real. Yeah, deep. I won't go in depth, but basically yeah. what it is. So it's deep. It's basically just a journal that you can carry around with you to your estimates um, on one side of the paper. It, it's just going to have a good question guide for you to follow uh, to basically effectively create a sales 
process for yourself and, and stuff like that. And then on the second sh- sheet, you can reflect on that estimate. Um, like we've talked about in, in sales, anytime you're doing anything, um, you're going to want to find ways you can improve. So just kind of detailing and buttoning up things that you could be better at, things that could go well, eventually you get process oriented. But it's just a, a, a journal uh, at a good price to help you uh, basically sell more floors. Like a checklist, but, yeah, basically. but, but like an extreme yeah. version. And it's a nice looking one too, so you can have it out in front of customers and it looks good, it looks professional, and uh, just simply makes it so you guys can get, like Cody said, very process oriented and before too long. The, I would argue that the second page of it is the most important, but yet it'll be the most overlooked because people don't like taking reflection and stock of what they could have done better. But if you are honest with yourself and you say, hey, I was out on an estimate, I think this went well when the customer asked this question, I did a good job answering this and building value, I didn't do a good enough job explaining my process of why I'm different than my competitor, I need to remember to go ahead and maybe take more time to educate the customer when I'm trying to close them, yada, yada, yada. But essentially what you can do over time is you can continue to refer back to those and you can remember those points. That way you don't continue to run into the same stumbling blocks that you guys are running into. You learn, you become more efficient, you sell more floors, you make more money, and you get the bitches. Another thing is it will also help you prevent problems, right? So if you're walking around with your customer and they say that they don't want the rat wall done, and then when you're done with a job, they said they wanted it done. Well, you already documented in this, they declined rat wall or saw cuts. You know, if a lot of people just go off of memory. Worst way. And then the customer's like, well, I told you I wanted those. And then you're like, "Ah, I don't think you did. You know, so that that could save you some money too. And and like Cam said, it's immediately going to make you different than your competition. Or your competition isn't going to be doing this. No. Um, So that's another way it'll help you. Uh, because they're going to get your customers are going to get other estimates and when they see you taking diligent notes and the other person winging it they're probably going to trust you a little bit more and you're getting better you're using it as a tool to get better how many people in this business just continue to do the same shit they do over and over they're not working on themselves they're not refining their process and they're not trying to achieve a greater closing rate if you keep it in mind all the time you're going to be out selling and out hustling all of those other companies it's a good binder that you have. If you're a larger company, you can buy it for all of your sales reps. That is what we are aiming to do with this to help you guys be more successful. And sell more floors. And sell more floors. But to take what we're going over in the podcast, putting it in front of you when you're actually out in the field so you can't get all stoked up listening to us in the car saying you're going to do it, and then you puss out, which is common. But if you actually have this book, you could refer back to it during the appointment like, okay, yeah, I remember when they said this, I should try this. Oh, I just sold that floor because I deliver numbers with confidence. I was assumptive in my clothes and I got myself a job. So it's going to be a great tool to use for sure. Yes, coming soon. We don't know how soon, but we're trying to get it rolled out as soon as possible. Yeah, that'll be great. But anyways, so wanted to say thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, episode 9. Keep those questions coming. We definitely enjoy. Uh, please keep any feedback coming, too. Uh, we definitely get a kick out of all that. I think that a lot of people are taking stuff from the podcast 
and we just want to make sure that it's useful for you guys. So any tips, suggestions, feel free to hit us up. We are taking on anything. Anything to say, guys? That's it, man. That'll work. I'm ready for the next podcast. I enjoy it. Peace out, fuckers. This podcast was recorded in the iHeartRadio Podcasting Center. Thanks for listening.